Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind for tuning in to this, what we will call the On Blast podcast. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and for this episode, I'm joined by my guy, Andrew Webster. Webby, what is good, my dude? How are you doing? Hey, we're still here. You know what I mean? We're surviving. It's uh, We're surviving. Pre- Social pretty distancing. Crazy, pretty crazy times here, Shelly. Uh, usually, we'd be recording this on a Thursday night, and there'd be a doubleheader of TNT basketball on, but uh, that's uh, not going to be the way it is for a little while. So uh, I've got a Seinfeld on with the uh, sound turned out. I hear you, my dude. I hear you. It it is pretty crazy times for sure. And right off the top, I'm going to say we're not here trying to make any coronavirus hot takes or talk too much about what's going on with that. There's tons of outlets to do that. And the news, watch the news, people turn on CBC, do your thing, watch the news, people to get all that stuff. Don't worry about us. We're not going to tell you much about the coronavirus definitely not here for that we're trying to here to give you kind of an escape and switch things up here and you know what give you some recommendations on how you might be passing your day because as we're all dealing with this social distancing you know who can't use some more recommendations of how to pass the time and what to do and most importantly and one of the reasons why you know ironically we started this podcast i always wanted to it to have the vibe of you're just calling up one of your boys to talk shit and, yeah. you know, and I feel like we need that during these times, no? I was going to say, Shelly, this is exactly what I've been doing the last couple of days this week is, you know, yeah. uh, getting calls from friends and family that, you know, you may not even have heard from in a little while. But everybody's just calling each other just to make sure everybody's good, check in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and that's so important, right? Like, just to have that kind of human contact, um, even if it is over the phone or over FaceTime. Like, that's what's going to keep us sane over the next couple of months. It's totally true. And, I mean, I honestly don't think sports will be back for a long time. So, no. you know, it's it's time to find some adjustments, make some adjustments. And even with that being said, I, we're not going to do, as mentioned, I know there's more coronavirus athlete news coming out. and We're not going to really get into that. But the no, one thing I feel about, like we kind of should talk gonna about. It's not going to be who's got it, who doesn't. No, definitely not here for those breakdowns. Just know that it's obviously super serious and it's going to probably get worse before it gets better. So with that said, though, you know, to kind of sports, there's not really much to talk about, obviously. But the thing is, NFL has been going on and I feel like we'd be kind of, you know, who knows when sports will start. But when the NFL season does start, Tom Brady (laughs) arguably (laughs) no not really arguably the most famous football player there is right now on planet earth will be playing in a different uniform buccaneer what is your takeaway on that webby like tom brady on the bucks like is this something that stunned you did you kind of see it coming did you believe those reports that i think it was was jeff darlington had you know he's had this for a while that brady was out but now that it's happened what's your reaction to that man well, if you've ever been to the beautiful city of Tampa, Florida, I mean, <laughs> it should come as no surprise that this is where Tom and Giselle are planning on spending a little bit of their time. No, it's crazy. But when you when you think about it with football sense, it makes sense because that uh, that that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team has some amazing uh, skill position players when it comes to wide receiver and tight end. And if their offensive line can hold up uh, interior in the interior, because that seems to be what will throw Brady off, is if you pressure him kind of from that interior uh, place. But if their guards can hold up on a pass rush and give Brady even a little bit of time, I'm sure he'll be a uh, a, a little bit of an improvement from my guy Jameis Winston. <laughs> Famous Jameis. I think I saw this stat. It was like. Uh... Jameis had whatever 30 plus interceptions last year and it was like Brady didn't even have that many in the last five something ridiculous like just so like insane um but I saw something from Mike Lombardi that was trying to break down and just say that you know it's a short flight for Brady uh he's going to a team with a lot of weapons which obviously going somewhere that you know and you're talking about having Mike Evans who's one of the best receivers in the league and you saw the damage that Mike Evans was doing with Jameis. Well, What's not only Mike that, Evans but gonna... Godwin, too. I mean, Godwin sure. was a beast the last two years. 
absolute beast. And, you know, Brady, we know the issues that were reported in terms of Brady not really having weapons. But to me, this is still super weird because even though we see it all the time, we saw it with my guy, Joe Montana. Obviously, I'm a Niners fan. Um, obviously, MJ on the Wizards. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's your your Cowboys guy running back? Emmett Smith. Oh, Emmett Smith on the Cardinals. Right. We've seen it. We've seen it time and time again, but yet every time it does happen, we're still surprised by it, right? Willie Mays so, on the Mets. It's super weird. It's odd, but yet there's still part of me that wishes, you know, like this is weird. Why would you go to the Bucks? Like this is odd. <laughs> like this is putting a lot of trust in Bruce Arians, who, you know, has a pretty good reputation. But this now for Brady, that's still massive to me. Like, that's putting a lot in Bruce Arians. And uh, who's their offense coordinator? Byron Leftwich. Yeah. Right? Like, this is this is weird. This is super weird. Brady I in mean, Tampa Bay. I don't get it, man. I, I can't get it. Wasn't Brady beating Byron Leftwich just a couple of years ago? <laughs> like, I, I mean, for me, honestly, it's not the um, it, it's not so much the Tampa Bay thing that's weird for me. It's the... 43 years old and then choosing to go play for another team. It's those Mm -hmm. two things that are, are so almost unbrady like, but it just kind of goes to show you how much he hated what was going on in new England. For sure. And that's the thing where, you know, so Mike Lombardi said, Brady gets paid, gets great skill players with a voice to add some of his favorites. Plus bucks will run his offense, not their offense. And he is a quick flight to New York city. So you're, you're right. You know, the, the part of him leaving is, is, is odd and it's strange to me, but I don't know, man, I, I, I get it, but we saw the reports as well. Stephen a was saying how um, he got a call from Robert Kraft saying that, you know, Brady made his mind up. Like he was just out. Right. Like it wasn't like they could have done anything to keep him. He just had his mind made up that he was out. And it makes you wonder how much legitimacy these talks of Brady versus Belichick and kind of like the egos of the two of these guys to prove kind of, okay, well, yeah, the other guy had a lot to do with the success, but I could still do this without the other guy. Like, do you think that's kind of what's going on here between Brady and Belichick? No, I mean, like, you said the magic word there. It's ego. And it's not just it's not just the ego of Brady. Yeah. It's the ego of Belichick, and it's the ego of, of Robert Kraft as well. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and I, I'm sure that, you know, Tom and Bill are going to be great friends as time goes on, but this is a thing of, no, uh, I'm the reason that this team is so good. No, I'm the reason this team is so good and proving that to not just uh, us as fans of the NFL, but to Belichick or Brady, depending on which side you are. Now I'll be honest. I kind of hoped that not that I I really, really wanted it to happen, but I wouldn't have been mad if Brady ended up with my Niners. Um, And then, and you got rid of Garoppolo. Sure. Whatever. Like, Garoppolo is all right, but, it, I mean, it's Tom Brady, right? Like, if we had Tom Brady in that Super Bowl, the Niners win. You think that if Tom Brady was in that Super Bowl instead of Jimmy Garoppolo that you win? Yes. Correct. I, I don't know about Hundo that. Pete. I don't know Hundo about Pete. that. Tom, Brady, Tom Brady's not going to stop Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but if if at some point down the stretch when they put the game in Garoppolo, okay, first off, at the end of the half, when now we're really going to get into this, Webby, this is what you're going to do to me here? Webby? We haven't talked in a little while. We haven't talked since <laughs> I mean, the Super Bowl. It's true. It's true. But at the end of the half, when, you know, my guy Shanahan is just like, all right, we're just going to run the ball and take it into halftime, 10-10 or whatever the, the score was. You don't do that if you have Tom Brady. You trust Tom Brady to try to drive it down the field and at least get a field goal. I would then say... The, I would say I don't think that you do that if you have Bill Belichick. I think that might be more of a coach thing than it would be a a quarterback thing. I think that if Belichick had Garoppolo, he definitely like because that's what Belichick's all about is that scoring before the half and then getting the ball back. But I don't think that Shanahan trusted Garoppolo, but I think he would trust 
Brady more. And so even in the second half or the fourth quarter when they left it to Garoppolo to try to make the comeback and he didn't do it, I just think Brady would have been able to pull it off. And I think it more had more to do with the fact that, you know, Garoppolo was all right, but he wasn't going to ever win you a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, he might not lose you the game. Like, you're not going to blame that loss on Garoppolo. Right. But he wasn't going to win you the game. But it was Tom the Brady de- can win you the game. But it's the defense that was going to win you the game. And that's what I mean. It's like uh, Tom Brady wasn't going to play, you know, defensive back and, and stop uh, Mahomes there. But the offense did nothing. When Once Mahomes and them were coming back, you still had 10 points on them. You just needed, like, to get a field goal. Instead, they're going three and out. They're getting nothing. Not even running the ball. They're trying to pass it. And I think with Brady, you have a better chance. But either way, regardless of all that, this is just bringing up bad nightmares for me. <laughs> bad Super Bowl nightmares. I was just no dreams say, at all. If you want to talk about what I've been watching here uh, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday was great. I just I was on Twitter, and somebody was like, oh, my God, they're playing Super Bowl 42 right now, or uh, Super Bowl 42? Anyway, the I, one that the Eagles—the one, one that the Eagles beat the Pats—so I just uh, flipped that on for for a couple hours before Survivor started, just to see how the boys were doing. And how did that go? You oh, it went, oh, there was a Philly special. There was Derek Barnett with a strip sack on Brady. It was it was fantastic. Memories. Oh, <laughs> just I uh, I can't believe that it's real. It, it really happened. But here's my question to you, Webby: With Tom Brady gone, who wins the? AFC East now. Uh, ooh, it's tough. Ooh. Uh, probably Miami Dolphins. I was oh, in Miami okay. Dolphins. Okay. Yeah, I really like, like their the moves coach. The Dolphins and, have made. Yeah, and and they and they brought in not only just on the offensive side of the ball, but they brought in like bringing in like Kyle Van Noy, uh, another Patriot. Um, yep. uh, like they just did some really smart moves, and they their coach is the former uh, Pat's linebackers coach. So, yeah. like, I, I think that Miami team, especially if they're smart in the draft, and they, I believe they have a couple of picks, a couple well, of big first-round picks, right? I want to say they have, like, four picks in the top, like, 70 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So they could really change uh, their fortunes around. And I, I, I like their team last year. Yeah, I mean, you got to be honest with how bad their team was. Like, remember all the tank talk at the start of last season? And then to go from that to have the finish that they had, you got to give them a lot of credit for just, you Mm -hmm. know, playing that hard and buying into what the coach was selling, you know. And so now you get a full year to regroup, you know, weed out some of the people that might be not on the same program as you. As you mentioned, you got a coach that's, you know, laying in his new his new formula but also you're adding s- at least six new starters yeah. right including two of both the defensive defensive and offensive lines that's a pretty good way to flip things and that right? cu- that kind of movement is way better than what I what the Bills did which is you know go out and sign the or and trade for the big wide receiver um I mean in, I'd, in I'd Diggs rather... is good but is Diggs I mean, a top what receiver in the NFL? Is he a top 10? That's what I'm saying. But do you know what I mean? And so, like, oh, cool, yeah, I'm no, happy for you, you Buffalo. It's just a straight, like, Buffalo Bills move. But they were right? so happy about it. It's like. Because they're the Buffalo you, Bills. Did you guys <laughs> watch Stephon Diggs last year? <laughs> Guy cost me and, my fantasy championship. But also, like, how much. Let's be honest. How much better is Josh Allen and Kirk Cousins. And I'm saying Josh Allen is better, cool. Like, if you're saying Josh Allen is better, cool. Oh, I was going to say. how much not, better is he? Yeah, not that much better. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, all right, cool. Stefan Diggs. I don't He's know. He's younger. I still think I mean, that. I think the good thing is with the Bills is that they're young. So their, their sure. window isn't going to close anytime soon, right? Like they're True. they they've got the really good running back who's only like twenty one. Josh Allen's only twenty one. Diggs is only like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. Uh, like they they're gonna be good, but I don't think it's gonna happen overnight for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> no, I definitely don't. So the AFC East will be very interesting for once, and you know you go to Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
you look at their season because their that division's gotten pretty that interesting division, as well. Well, that division is sick right now. I mean, like that is that and the NFC West are just the two divisions to be watching. Does Brady automatically? I mean, you kind of got to think Brady automatically like changes their fortunes last year when you think about how good. <laughs> follow me for a second here. How good they were despite Jameis being Jameis. Yes. yes. Well, Jameis still threw, like, 30. Sure, he threw 35 interceptions. He went 30 for 30, man. Come on. He he pulled the Bill Simmons. He went 30 for 30. Uh, You know? That that takes some talent. God, that was so great. I mean, uh, every weekend. That's a tough feat, man. 100%. It takes talent. (laughs) It takes talent to throw that many touchdowns, that many interceptions. It's difficult to do, to, to, like... I mean, that's an accomplishment. It might not be an accomplishment that you want to be remembered for, but it's memorable. I just, I want him to go to, I want Jameis to go to, uh, to go to New England so bad. I want Cam to go to New England. Yeah, well, that's what I, I called that years ago because I read an interview or maybe it was just like a soundbite with Bill Belichick about how much he loved Cam Newton. Hmm, And I was like, oh, you know, that would be pretty good too. They've got a... I mean, now follow me with you. Follow me on this one, okay? Mm-hmm. I find that the uh, throwing styles of Cam and Tom Brady are very similar, where uh, shorter, over the middle, hmm. d- dink and dump passing. That's what Cam is better at, and then taking one or two deep shots when it's there. Now, of course, Cam gets Cam when fully healthy. Also, gets you like a fullback. Uh, yeah. As a quarterback as well, that's something that uh, Tom obviously didn't have. But you know, uh, Cam dro- dropping it off to an Edelman and uh, oh, Jesus, uh, Nikhil Harry. I mean, I don't even know <laughs> who else he'd yeah. be throwing it to. But yeah. it, it, but but it's the it's the Pats too. And if you think that they're gonna lie lie down, roll over just because Tom Brady's gone, I think he got another thing coming. Like we're we're, we're talking about who we think is going to be the favorites in the NFC East. And if they do get a quarterback that they can rely on and make some make some uh, deals here in the offseason before the play starts, it could be New England's division again. No, it's true. I mean, have we learned anything? Like, are we going to automatically, in both instances, right? The line was always, you can't bet against Brady and Belichick. Yeah. Even with them separate, I'm not really prepared to bet against the Patriots next year or bet against the Bucks next year. Do you know what I, I mean? I, like, in, I think both those teams will be good. In both instances, I'm going to bring up Ric Flair and say, to be the man, you've got to beat the man. So <laughs> if, add a woo on the end of that. Woo! If you, can, <laughs> if, if you can come out here in the first, you know, four or five weeks of the season and put New England at one and four... Uh, I mean, sure, maybe then I'll believe it, but still, we, even we've seen them without Brady, with Brady not being at a hundred percent, still really be able to enforce their will. Uh, and it's not like it's, Brady. It's not like Brady was like lighting up the passing game the past two or three years, anyways. No, right. No. So it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Whenever, if there ever is football this year, I mean, I. I'm not I mean, going to be the, the one, one to sit it, here and try to predict what's going to be happening come September. I have it, no idea. It's so the one really. league. It's the one league where it's business as usual. Let's just hope that for the draft they don't have the players taking boats to the stage Jeez. to Jeez. meet Roger. Goodell. I already think that's been canceled, right? I already okay, think good. the draft Can has we been canceled. That they're just doing it like conference calls or some shit like that. Yeah. I think they've already decided they're changing up how the draft would normally be but again like we're talking all hypotheticals right now because who knows again when we'll see sports but i mean as you mentioned you got a chance to watch the eagles a couple nights ago i was fired up watching the raps they had game three on (laughs) against the bucks and then they had game six on against the bucks i was fired up i was live tweeting that i had people in my mentions like going at me fired up as well i had a couple group texts like people were hyped just to watch that raptors game six against the bucks again so i understand what you're saying webby just in terms of you know you take the good with the bad and you take the memories of you know getting to watch something that obviously was so incredible and it it gives you a bit of a a getaway at least for a couple hours right get away from reality, put a smile on your face for a bit. So it was definitely cool to watch 
those happy times. And I remember Kawhi so fondly. Oh, jeez. Memories. Yeah, Memories, I'll tell you. Right? I'll tell you the one that I'll tell you the one that I'm going to skip is going to be the uh, is going to be Game Seven against the Sixers. I'll tell you, I won't be watching that <laughs> night. I'll be watching no. Below Deck that night. <laughs> Speaking of Below Deck, so we're talking about recommendations here, right? Because how have you been passing the time? What have you been watching? I feel like now's the time to be binge watching certain shows, and there's a couple ways you can go at it, right? Some people you have where they're saying, hey, this is a good time to go back and watch some classics, right? Like, I've always wanted to rewatch The Sopranos. Maybe I should do that. How have you been looking at this, Webby? Have you been seeking out new shows? Have you binge-watched anything so far? And if you have, what has that show been? Well, you should definitely go back and watch The Sopranos because that is, in my opinion, the best show that has uh, ever been on TV. Uh, Never a bad idea to watch The Sopranos. That's my number one, for sure. No, well, I was very excited because actually, like, it's so funny. Now, it it seems like at the beginning of every month, we get a whole new slate of awesome shows or movies that are being released on these streaming sites. Like, almost as many that would come out in a whole year come out now in a month. And I find myself sometimes falling behind, right? So there's a couple of shows that are... um, that that have come out this month um, that I've, that I've been really into. So um, one that came out a little while ago on Netflix is called Narcos Mexico. Now, okay. I don't know. I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, original Narcos. It was also a Netflix I, show. I did watch the original. Yes. Yeah. About Pablo Escobar. Right. So that's mm-hmm. super sweet. I thought it was awesome. So Narcos Mexico though, is about how the cartels in Mexico started. And it's funny. The guy who oh. plays, the guy who plays Pablo makes a little uh, cameo in this as well, but it's got some okay. uh, it's got some awesome actors that you'd uh, that you definitely um, recognize. So the first is uh, Diego Luna, who's a, okay. a Me- Mexican actor that you would know, and then the other one is um, oh here I'm gonna look it up right now. What was okay. a- End of Watch? He's the Mexican guy from End of Watch with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, where they were cops. What I think I've seen that. I'm not really sure if I've seen that movie before. And I it's mean, like uh, found footage. It, it's like it's all done through their dash oh, cams. Oh, it's all done through their dash cams. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that movie. So underrated that is something movie. that I should put on the list. I should put that on the list. Uh, so Just Michael, for how they shot it. Yeah. Michael Pena. Michael Pena is the guy. Ah, yes, 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 for sure. So he plays a DEA agent and then... Uh, it's it's so good, and so that got me into like kind of like drug dealing shows, okay. and then uh, Amazon Prime just dropped yeah. this this series called Zero Zero Zero, and I just started it, and it's all all the episodes are out right now on Amazon Prime. Hold on, is this something to do with Sam Mitchell or no? <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, Ray for Austin, right? Wasn't it Ray for Austin? Who had the Was he zero? talking? Well, I don't remember who the zero 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 zero. Was about in particular. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, I interrupted you. My bad. My bad. No, it's so good. I, that would be amazing if it was about like the 2000 and what was it? 2008 <laughs> Raptors team. <laughs> That's what the 30 for 30 is called. Yeah, zero zero zero. <laughs> no, this. Okay, so this show is about uh, a large cocaine deal uh, okay. that does not go so well, and it's told mm-hmm. through three different um, kind of points of view. The uh, buyers who are uh, an Italian mob family, uh, the sellers, who are a Mexican uh, drug cartel, and then the, uh, the, the, the facilitators, which is this family in New Orleans who owns a shipping company. And it, okay. it, it is badass. There okay. is, okay. There's a lot, lot of action going on. Um, the, the Mexican guy, he's like, uh, he's like a turned... Mexican DEA agent, and he is a bad man. Okay, <laughs> he is a bad man. And then okay. the uh, the grandfather of the uh, Italian mob family also bad man. Okay, okay. I, I like zero it. I like it. zero zero zero. That's the one. Like that's my prestige show, right? Like that's the show that's very uh, you know you can tell your highfalutin friends you know that you're watching a good. <laughs> it's not like Below Deck. Which I know so, we're both watching. Well, here's the thing, right? Because I haven't gotten here yet. I haven't gotten into, you know, I'm going to deep dive into blank, great drama or great dramatic show yet, right? Like, that, <laughs> right, I haven't gotten right. to that point. 
what I've been doing to pass the time because I really don't know what to do with myself. Like, it's been so weird. And so I've been watching just randomness. And I've watched a bunch of YouTube stuff, which I'll get to later on. But I've been on reality TV. So I've been watching, you know, I tried to watch. You're going to get mad at me here. You're going to get mad at me. I'll, I'll say why, this. Why would I get or mad people, at you, Bob? People bad. listening are going to get mad at me for sure. Because I have, I've never watched Breaking Bad, right? And so <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I was saying, I was talking at work and I was saying, yeah, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. And it's really just because I know myself in and how I watch television. And it's one of those things where I need an extended time off because I'll just like stay up all night watching episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like literally the sun will be coming up and I'll just be like, all right, one more episode, one more episode. And I'll That's just keep how I going. watched that's how I watched the first two seasons of Breaking Bad. So when this happened, obviously, it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is a time now that I should probably watch Breaking Bad. So a couple nights ago, but the the problem was I think it was early on in this social distancing. We're still trying to, like, figure out everything, you know, your body clock, how you're eating, right? Because everything's thrown off, right? Like, I haven't gotten into a, a, a regular routine of how you're eating, what you're eating, when you're waking up, when you're like going for a walk. Like I haven't gotten used to any of that. And it was even way worse two days ago when I tried to watch Breaking Bad. And so I was a bit in a food coma. I was a bit like <laughs> a bit too many spiced rums in. There's right? ne I, never too many spiced rums. But I mean, I was, you know, when you get in that comfy groove on the couch and you're sitting down and then that sit oh, yeah. down turns to a lay down. That's what oh, happened. Yeah. And I was just out. So I'm like falling asleep, but trying to stay awake. And I'm only maybe two episodes in. Like, dude, spoiler alert, even though I'm doing air quotes right now because it's kind of ridiculous to have a spoiler alert for a show <laughs> that came out over a decade ago. But early episodes when the dude's still in his ba in the basement and they're trying to figure out yeah. what to do with the guy. And I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, just fucking kill the guy already. This is being dragged out for so long. This is so stupid. And I'm like drifting. I'm like falling asleep, trying to stay awake, but trying to watch. And it's just not working. So eventually I, I like doze off. I don't even know when I woke up or what episode it was when I woke up. And I'm like, I can't watch this right now because I'm just clearly falling asleep. So I got a drink of water, sat back down, and I'm like, okay, I need to like just watch something else right now because I'm not going to bed. And I ended up watching seven straight episodes of Below Deck. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be honest, I would not normally admit that, but in these times where I feel like this is a safe, safe space safe, and we're just sharing, space. you know, <laughs> seven episodes of Below Deck, I was in. I was entertained. I can't even lie. It was now, like sailing regular, at sea or something like that. Regular below deck or you Mediterranean? No. I think it was like sailing at sea or something like that. Like the oh, big thing sure. was this yacht you could also sail. That was like the big oh, thing. Okay. So I never really watched below deck. I would always see the promos for it. Um, I always so huge good. shout out to to my guy uh, Dave Jacoby and Juliet Littman from their old podcast, The Right Reasons. I know. It's actually I, brought I, back I, right now. I started uh, watching it like a little while ago, Below Deck, because yeah. the wife got that uh, thing on Amazon where it has all the reality shows. Yes, and so yes, I yes. was like bored. And so I started getting into Below Deck and I tweeted at Jalen and Jacoby or uh, <laughs> Jacoby and Juliet. I was like, oh my God, I should have uh, totally taken your advice to watch this show yeah, they six used to years love that ago. Show. Yeah. Oh, they were huge supporters of that show, and I never watched it, right? Never really watched episodes, and then I don't even know why I ended up watching it now. It was just because, oh, do you know what I did, actually? I was flicking channels. That's what it was. I was actually, like, going through the guide, seeing what's on TV right now. That's how, like, out of sorts I was <laughs> in terms of what to do. Because let's be honest, in 2020, how often do we just sit on TV and, like, go through the guide to see what's on? I never do that. It's always, like... I know what I'm going to watch right now and I'm going right to it or it's on my PVR or whatever. But flicking around, I saw below deck. I watched like five minutes of a segment and I was like, you know what? In, I'm going to the start of an episode. <laughs> and I just <laughs> went to it. And yeah, seven episodes later, I'm like, yo, this was pretty funny. You have the, di there's so many just funny dynamics to oh. the show. And the one episode, I will i don't want to do a below deck deep dive. But <laughs> the one episode, it was like a, a guy's trip. 
and it was just these bros from like Long Island and they were just so drunk and just annoying and just like shitheads that I was just oh. watching this and thinking, I really hope I don't have friends that are like this. <laughs> like, I hope I don't know anybody who's like this. Like, it was just so ridiculous. But I was entertained and it's such a great when I watch these reality shows, I also think of it from like a production standpoint in terms of putting together shows. Oh, and yeah. it's super interesting to me in the sense that it doesn't follow the, you know, oh, here's one charter or one vacation per episode. Some, it mix and matches, right? So you might get, you know, something gets becomes a little too boring. Oh, well, this group's over. They're off the boat. Now we got this new group on the boat that are taking yeah. it out on the charter. And I, always, I thought that was cool. So yeah. I don't know. I was some hooked. groups, some charters, nothing really happens, and so it's exactly. only like a half an episode. But so it's funny that you brought up, you know, just kind of flipping channels. So where I am now, like my uh, father-in-law, he's got you know uh, a PVR, and so mm -hmm. part of my routine being home now is to like wake up and go through all the movie channels, okay. and you know whether it's like uh, Stars or HBO or whatever. And then yep. go and find movies that I haven't seen or maybe I haven't seen in a little while and then record them. So I did this the other day and this was uh, a couple of days into all the stuff that's going on. And I downloaded this movie just because I had heard about it through podcasts and whatever, Twitter. Mm -hmm. I, I uh, recorded, it's called uh, Unfriended to Dark Web. Okay. All right. Now, I've never seen Unfriended 1. <laughs> but I heard that I heard Unfriended to Dark Web was was worth it. Was really okay, like okay. creative, and it's so funny. I, w I was watching this movie, and it's about these you know five friends, and it all takes place on a computer. So what you okay. see is the like uh, desktop of the main character, and uh -huh. he's got just like I like tomorrow. I've got a buddy who's having a birthday party, and it's a Google Hangout. So everybody's going to have a little everybody's going to have a little box we're all going to be you know having a drink or two whatever but it's like that but only it's a horror movie uh, okay. as like as like these like hackers or whatever are like picking off every single one of these people that he has on his desktop all of his buddies anyway mm. I thought it was a really really creative way to do a like kind of a scary thriller horror movie like this but definitely so uh, relevant in the times that we are in right now, just with I all the you. different windows. Oh, it was really good. So if you if you see it out there, uh, I can't recommend uh, Unfriended to Dark Web enough. <laughs> and then the other the other one too was the night after uh, the basketball uh, canceled the season or suspended okay. the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched Contagion. Of course he did. I heard. I they, don't know. Did they do a rewatchables? I think they, they did. did they did a rewatchables. I had no idea they were doing that, but I had like watched it and then they did it. And <laughs> it, I, just because I just I hadn't seen it in a couple of years, and it was like yeah. I'm getting serious contagion vibes from what's going on. Man, I love that, the rewatchables. By the way, oh, they're doing two a week now. It's it's so good. Um, but uh, if you've never seen Contagion. Uh, watch that shit because uh, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy and it's it's very. I don't know if I want to watch that. On. I'll be honest. I don't know if I want to watch that normally, and I don't know if I want to watch that right now. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> like I think you know what? I I honestly think this might be why I'm in this like weird wormhole of like weird reality TV escapist. Yeah. Or um. I've been watching like YouTube interviews, right? So it's like the Knuckleheads podcast. I've been watching like a bunch of episodes of that. Like I've just been watching like random shit because I feel like when I turn on to watch a movie or something serious, I'm like, I don't want to watch something serious right now. I don't know. I, I think that's the headspace I'm in. I'm trying to like do analyze myself right now in the moment, trying to figure out why I'm watching Siesta Key at like 4 a.m. the other night. I'm like, why can't I go to sleep right now? This is ridiculous. But just terrible reality TV, although not terrible reality TV, I stand by firmly Vanderpump Rules, which is in the middle of a season right now. Jax's I gotta get wedding, into it. Jax's wedding is going on right now. Big things going on there. So highly recommended there. Um, what else have I been watching? Oh, I've been watching Big Brother Canada, although I'm about to stop watching Big Brother Canada. 
And All right, you mentioned this a little while ago. You got to bring so, this up because I've not been watching it. I need to know what's happening. So I don't know what happened tonight, but I see that there is a video by the host. Like late tonight, like as we were setting up to do this, there was a, a post by the host, and I just saw one of my friends, uh, one of our friends actually, Niche, respond to it <laughs> yeah. very negatively. Like he's not happy with whatever she had to say, whatever <laughs> oh, the host no. had to say. Oh no! <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. I'm not gonna listen to it right now, but whatever. Oh, so she put a reset button. BB Canada eight, and his comment just said cowards. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but there's a five-minute video from the host. And either way, I think I'm out because here's the thing. Going into the season, I wasn't going to watch. I never watched Big Brother Canada, right? Yeah, I always watch never. the American one. So this time I'm like, all right, you know, I got time. I'm in. Big Brother Canada, I'm going to give you guys a shot. And I really liked the casting that they did with this season because what normally happens on all reality shows but especially ones like this and especially on big brother the u.s version is it's the cast is very stereotypical right which means they'll have here's the black guy that's like the black guy or black girl that's like super angry and mad right. all the time here's the gay here's, guy yeah. here's a gay guy here's a dumb blonde yeah. here's a huge jock here's the old person that's it's gonna get real world, off first the, the real world equation but they do it, and it's, like, so ridiculously stereotypical, and it's the same beats they're hitting all the time. But on this cast that they had for Big Brother, I give them a lot of credit because, you know, there's multiple uh, minorities on the show, right? So, like, mm -hmm. you have a, a black girl, you have a black guy, and it's not the stereotypical, like, oh, this person's just angry and mad. Or they have multiple blonde girls, and it's not like, oh, this is just a dumb blonde, right? right. So it's showing you subconsciously that like hey you know what you can have multiple people that look the same or come from the same background but they're different personalities imagine yeah. that right and i guess we're more like being from toronto like we have a different viewpoint of all that of course but seeing that on a reality show is like oh this is kind of refreshing i'm in and then maybe seven episodes in, because I don't know where they're at now, and I haven't even haven't I haven't even seen the episode yet, but it leaked online already. So this one guy who might have been one of the funniest people on, he's his name's Jamar, and he's a black guy or jammer, and he's a black guy from like Ajax, but he is he <laughs> is like a jokes like Scarborough man's. And anyone from Toronto knows exactly what I'm talking about when I say Scarborough man. It's like he just jokes. So you got the slang, you got the lingo. He's just funny. He brought like, he like was funny in the house. And so a clip leaked online where he was arguing with another player, right? And okay. while he was arguing with the other player, at one point he like walks away and he's like, oh, you wouldn't even talk to me like that if we weren't in the house. Um, and he's just like, you wouldn't even talk to, to me like that in the house like that. You wouldn't talk to me to my face like that. You wouldn't talk to me like that out of the house. And he said something along the lines of, as he's, he's walking away and he's like, yo, man, this is so dumb. And he's like, people don't talk to other people like that. People get popped for stuff like that. Right? And he, that's and they what he thought, said. And so and they, they, they took gun. it as, no, but they took it as like, he's threatening them. They took that as to say that he said he was going to pop the person or kill the person or shoot the person like they took it like literally as if like this kid <laughs> on big brother was actually saying i'm gonna get someone to shoot right. you which is completely ridiculous so my guy ends up getting kicked off the show or i'm assuming that's what happened because all of a sudden twitter was just like i stand with jamar you had all these people coming out speaking yeah. on it and he ends up getting kicked off the show and obviously people are mad because they're just like this is dumb Right? Like, it's just stupid. And so, when something like that happens, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to watch anymore. Because this is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That it would be that dumb that you're going to take something like that, someone just speaking in slang, that, like, anyone knows that that's not a serious threat. No. Plus, on these reality shows, people fight way worse than that. And he wasn't even screaming. He, wasn't, he didn't even raise his voice. But the fact that the other person was like, are you threatening me? Like, that made it into a thing where, oh, no, we got to stop this and we got to kick the guy off. So I don't know what ended up happening, but because of the, um, the fuckery as is, I think I'm out on Big Brother Canada. What was that old 
you would definitely know this. The <laughs> old, like, bootleg DVD that was going around of, like, in the, in the Scarborough projects and all the... Kids oh, rolling. Um, oh, uh, yeah, I know I you say, know what this is. Uh, I want to say smack. No, that's the US just a one, walk, right? just a walk around ting. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. guys oh, talking. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then was it T dot Goon Squad or something like that? Because <laughs> like there's that. a there's a because those guys end up getting a deal with like Much Music or something. Really? And they were like. I think they did. I think they ended up doing like videos or something for much music, but it ended up being a big deal because Drake went on one of them, right? Yeah, is that yeah. What you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what were those? But it was just like it was just so dumb. It was just like such yeah. a dumb storyline that like, okay, what what are we doing right now? Like this is a I'll reality TV show. Yeah, but I'll tell you what they're doing. They're 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 uh, using this to drum up interest in Big Brother Canada because now no matter how they handle it. They've got engagement with people like me who are getting up in arms about getting this kid <laughs> kicked out. And it's like, yeah. it's like normally I would never know what Big Brother Canada is. But now even it's true. you just told me there was something going on. And now what I ha- what do I have up on my TV right now? Big well, Brother you're going to click on the Twitter and you're going to see what's going on. Which is, as much as I say I'm not going to watch, I'm going to see what happened. So exactly. I can actually that, be mad. And that's, <laughs> why the, that's what the producers want, right? That's what they want. <laughs> It's amazing. It's actually amazing. But yeah, now, I've been watching ridiculous reality TV, Webby. Now, I've speaking been... of ridiculous reality TV, did you watch the Love is Blind? No. See, and here's my here's a hypocrisy in like my ridiculous nature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always try to say that I have a line, right? Like I admit I watch rea- ridiculous television, but I always like to think <laughs> that I have a line where I draw the line and I'm like, "No, I will not watch this show." And when someone broke down Love is Blind to me, I'm like, nah, I'm not watching that. Bro, I thought, so it, like, was fi- I thought it was fake the first, like, I don't four even, episodes. So, like, I don't even watch The Bachelor. Like, I'll tune in when, like, the real fuckery starts happening. Like, when they have the overnights. And then yeah. I'll watch, like, the end when, like, you know, when just fuckery When Dude's Mom on. came out, that, I, I didn't even watch it this time, but I was reading about it. So, so I watch, like, the end of it, right? I watch the yeah. end of The Bachelor. And that was, like, funny. But I'm not sitting here watching, like, two hours every single week from the beginning. No, no, no. I'm not doing that. I, I have a line. And so Love is Blind was one of those things where I'm like, someone was describing it to me. I'm like, nah, this sounds really stupid and super fake. And really I know stupid. all reality TV is fake. Like, no, and Jax stupid. and Stasi do not work at Lisa yeah, right. Like, they don't work as bartenders there. Like, that's fake. Like, I get it. But, like... I'm able to suspend that little bit of reality. Do you know what I mean? Like I can suspend that little bit of disbelief. Whereas love is blind. Like nobody's sitting in some isolated room and talking to someone like, that's not, no, I can't do it. Not doing it. it. Uh, I say that now. (laughs) I'll say this Webby. I'll say that now while we're still in single digits of my, uh, Social distancing. Yeah, talk to me once we get into. I was gonna say a hundred percent. You're gonna crack, and you're gonna <laughs> end up watching Love Is Blind and being like, "What am I doing? These people are idiots." So I need you guys to help me. The people watching and listening to this podcast, send me, send us some uh, some of your recommendations. What you guys are watching, so that I don't end up watching Love Is Blind, or give us your Love Is Blind takes, right? Because we could be here watch. You know, maybe you could convince me to watch Love Is Blind. I don't know. But send us your comments, questions, what you guys are watching. For sure, we always love your recommendations, opening it up to you guys as well. Um, and also, too, the challenge is coming. No. Oh, Don't yeah. go on. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say the other one is the one that we didn't get a chance to talk about here in the past that was very relevant to our, uh, to our conversations, usually when the league is on. But uh, have you seen Uncut Gems yet? I have seen Uncut Gems. Um, <laughs> what did you... Okay, you've seen it, right? Oh, listen, KG, can you do me one favor? Just one <laughs> favor, KG. Just stay off the glass. If you Don't lean on the glass. <laughs> so, movie recommendations. Uncut Gems is a great call, Webby. Um, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. And it. But the one thing I will say... It was another example of, you know, when you almost hear someone describe a movie a little bit too much yes. and then it affects how you watched it. 
Yeah. So I thought it was really good, but multiple people before I watched it, they were describing it to me as, oh man, it was so intense. Like I was sitting on the edge of my seat. Like I was so nervous watching it. And so that changed my what my viewing of it. And I was watching it thinking, okay, yeah, I kind of get what they were saying, but I wasn't really that like sitting on the edge of my seat. Like I was just watching it and enjoying it. But then it hit me. I was like, oh, these people don't bet on sports. Right, right. So I was like, oh, and I mean like really bet on sports. Like I'm not talking like pro line, whatever. I'm saying like, you know, you've never lost like 200 bucks on some stupid, you know, because on someone K- backdoor covered, right? <laughs> Do you on know what KG I mean? lost the tip. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite one at the end when he's like, oh, that's the hardest one to get out of the way. Which I heard isn't even something you can actually bet on. No, no, you right? can't. Like, that's there was a, a fake, bu- like that. There was just, a bunch they, of shit in that They movie. exaggerated that. But yeah. I thought it was a real, but with all that said, I still thought it was a really good movie. I thought KG did a good job. I thought Adam Sandler was really good. Like, Yeah. And how good is Lakeith Stanfield, man? He can be he can play so many different roles. Like that guy's an outstanding actor. Like what well, as soon as I saw him in Atlanta, I was like, This guy's great. And then I saw him in another great movie um called uh Sorry to Bother You. Okay. And and that was like the first thing I'd seen him like star in, but man, that guy's friggin' he's gonna be a star, man. I saw a trailer the other day of like uh rom com with him yes. and uh and, what's uh, girl? Homegirl from Insecure, Issa Rae. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, this dude is getting his, like, Denzel on in this movie. Do you know I what I mean? Like, like, his smooth, like, Morris Chestnut on in this movie. <laughs> and to, further to your point, I'm like, yo, you're right. His range, like, he is an incredible actor because yeah, the man. way that he's able to play all these different characters and these completely different characters and pull them off and make each one believable, it's so good. He, I thought he was incredible in that movie. Yeah, he was. Sandler, I also thought, did a really good job as well. Oh, he was good. Even, and the girl. I thought the girl was really good. His, like, girlfriend. The mistress? Yeah, she was was incredible. Yeah, it was a really good movie. And I I always like those movies, too, where I like how The weekend was The weekend and KG was KG. And, like, how you plug the... Yes, like, when exactly. And I thought that was really cool. But what did you make of, you know, just the talk of... The other people who are supposed to play the KG role, so oh, it bounced well, around. You know a bunch. who was, you know who was supposed to originally going to play it. Well, I don't know if it was originally, but I'm glad it didn't happen. The last person before KG was supposed to be Joel Embiid. Oh, right, would have been, and so I'm so good. glad that didn't happen. No, I, I will say though, I have a huge distaste for Joel Embiid, which I know you have a huge no, love affair for Joel Embiid. again because you're a Toronto fan, <laughs> no. like. Dude, the last dude, no, the, because he's lo- a huge loser. That's why. No, no, you're a huge loser. <laughs> his, the last highlight, and I was just like kind of going through what, like, because I was again, I was a little sad uh, about the yeah. no NBA, and I was going through yeah, yeah. what was what was what had happened that last night of games. Do you realize what one of the last highlights of the NBA season is? Is Mike Scott dunking all over somebody? And Joel Embiid then giving him the suck it sign when he's on the ground. <laughs> That's your man's. That's your 100%. man's. I, I ride for Embiid. 100%. I, I know you do, but I'm glad that he was not in Uncut Gems. Um, I am intrigued, though, by the fact that at one point they thought maybe they were trying to get Kobe to do it. Yeah, which or uh, I don't know how that would have played out. They, those guys who directed Uncut Gems are awesome. The Safdie yeah. brothers. And it yeah, was Amari originally, right? Yeah, it was Amari originally, yeah. Yeah. So it was super interesting. But at the end of the day, KG did a really good job. And it was funny. Oh, I was just watching. Fantastic. As I mentioned, I've been watching a lot of like YouTube videos and YouTube um, like interviews stuff, right? So like different podcasts. So like the Knuckleheads podcast, I've been watching a bunch of those. And, and I watched dude, the episode you... with KG. Tell the people who, because I just looked it up. I was like, Knuckleheads Podcast. I've heard of it. But oh, yeah. The shit, Knuckleheads man. Podcast is, yeah. It's with Darius Miles and Quentin Richardson. Host like, a podcast for, uh, I forget what brand it's for. Is it for the Players uh, Tribune? Or yeah, something? Players or, Tribune. Yeah. 
Um, and so they host a podcast where they just have whoever on and they just tell stories the whole time. And it's really good. Yeah. Like, I am watching picture, that shit. Yeah. Like I don't, I didn't know much about D miles is like personality per se, but it's a really good interviewer. Right. And I think yeah. they do a really good job of like getting guys who they have on to tell stories. And so I watched maybe five to 10 of those, like KG. I watched the Shaq one, I watched the Paul Pierce one. Like, it's really good, and they tell some really good stories. Yeah. But the KG one, he was talking Steve about. Steve Nash is on there. The Steve Nash one was, Canadian basketball fans, Steve Nash one is really good. Because they talk a lot about seven seconds or less, Suns, yeah. that first year, and how good they were. And, you know, Quentin Richardson actually tells a good story about, I'm not ruining anything, but he tells a good story about how the salary cap number changed, like, as they were about to sign. And he was going to sign the same time as Steve Nash. And they're both in the office and they're about to sign. And then all of a sudden everyone leaves and they're like, what's going on? And there's whispers and they find out that they mistakenly had the wrong cap number. And so the cap was actually less than what they had budgeted for. And so somebody needed to give back some money. They need to figure something out. And Nash just like right away was just like, oh, whatever it is, just take it off of mine and give it to Q. Like, right, yeah. like, no questions asked, no nothing. And, and Quentin Richardson was just like, yo, I never forgot that. But he also just talks about how great of a leader Steve Nash was. Yeah. So it's just cool to hear them tell stories. But all of those really good, really good watching. Fell down that wormhole. Um, what else have I been I've been watching just a lot of stuff like that, man. I watched some crazy thing last night on, it was like a two-hour interview with, like, all the dudes, the behind-the-scenes dudes of Rockefeller Records. So forget about no Dame Dash, no Jay, obviously, no Kanye, but like it was Biggs. It was like yeah. all the guys you hear get shouted out in songs. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was like Biggs, it was uh, Young Guru, uh, Hip Hop, yeah. right? Like Lenny S, like it was all those dudes, right? And then at the end, they bring out like Jim Jones came out, um, Freeway, your man's Freeway came out. Guy. That was cool. Um, Chris and Neef. Uh, and they just tell like good stories about the early days of the rock. And there's so many like interesting tidbits. And at first I looked at it and I was like, holy shit, this is two hours. I don't know if I'm going to watch this. And I'm like, well, what else do I have to do? <laughs> and, and then two hours later, I was like, oh, I was entertained. A lot of good stories. Yeah. But the biggest thing I want to bring up from that Webby to, to which I didn't know, they were laughing and then kind of backtracked because they didn't want to make Memphis Bleak look bad. But they were saying, like, Memph Bleak passed on so many bangers. They tried to give to Memph Bleak, and he, like, turned down the songs. Like, they tried to give him the song, Whoa, he passed on that beat. (laughs) They tried to give him Uchi Wally, he passed on that beat. That's probably smart in hindsight. True. Uh, They tried to give him, uh, uh, what was it? You Don't Know, maybe? Maybe oh, really? you don't know. I think it was like they like it was just so many bangers. They tried to give Mem Bleak, and they're like, "Yeah, man, Bleak passed them up." Flipside, maybe. Oh like, no! <laughs> so many. They talked about making Flipside and like how uh, Freeway was like the nicest guy. Guru was like, "Yo, oh no, Just Blaze was there as well." And Just Blaze oh, is a character, yeah. so that was Yo, good watching as well. Blaze, Blaze is amazing on Twitter, man. He's great. Good watching, man. I mean, lots of stuff out there. Lots of stuff to watch. Yeah. Lots of stuff. We'll take your recommendations. What have you been watching, Webby? What else have uh, you been on, man? What else have I been on? Uh, Contagion. Um, oh, you know what? Um, so, like, I've just been kind of vacillating, too, between uh, b- between Netflix and Prime. So, let me see what I got here I got on you. the... Uh, 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 well, what's on Netflix here? So, because I've been you know, curating a little list of things that I need to watch. So, obviously, you. these are ones that I'm I've got you know on the come up here. So, Godfather one and two. Okay. Because if you haven't seen those movies, you need to see them. Uh, my, my my wife has not seen them, so we are going to be watching those. Uh, Sicario, I've seen four times. I'm going to watch it again. Uh, Sicario is an absolutely unbelievable movie. Needs to be watched by everybody. Um, let me see. What else? Let's see. I'm just on the uh, on the flicks here. What else? I hear you. I like that you've been oh, on uh, movies, and and I think that's like the interesting side of all this because I haven't done the movie dive yet. Yeah, I'm still on the like tiptoe of. Oh no, you should probably just start watching a bunch of movies and a bunch of series because. We might be here for a while. 
See, my, my series, like, um, did you watch Cheer? No. I've okay. heard that's I've heard you that's know, good. You know about Cheer, though. I know a okay. little bit. Give me give me a little pitch, though. Give me a little okay. pitch. Okay. I'll tell you what Cheer is. Did you watch, did you ever watch the um, junior college football show, uh, Last Chance You? Oh, yeah, Last Chance You. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is yeah. Last Chance You, but for cheerleaders. So <laughs> Okay. It like I'm in. It, it'll I'm in. it'll it follow different hilarious. different girls and guys that are in this cheerleading uh, like this tiny tiny school in the middle of nowhere okay. Texas that wins every year and okay. they they follow the like just the people who have good background stories um, mm-hmm. and you really get to know them but the thing is is a all the cheerleaders uh, the females are super fit. And just about every episode, somebody suffers a catastrophic injury. Oh, jeez! It's incredible. Jeez! <laughs> so it's all like, right. I'm in. I'm, I'm it's, in. It's awesome. I, I, it's a really, really good show. And if you like that uh, kind of style of that Last Chance You at all, uh, this is this is really good. And it's even better because it's not like um, with those football shows, the coaches were uh, always dicks. And yeah. like terrible people, the coach in the cheer show is really good. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm I'm here for that. I'm here for that. That sounds like something I'd be into. I like those kind of like reality shows where it's like behind the scenes and you're following someone through a season. Yeah, like I'm always yeah. in on those. those I'm in on that. Things. I'm in on that big time. And then um, yeah, and then podcasts. So uh, you mentioned that the knuckleheads. I'm definitely going to be diving in on that. You mentioned a so little do bit you, about. Here's here's my question to you though: Will you listen to that, or will you watch that on YouTube? I oh, find I'll myself li- like I'm a Joe Budden guy, and I put up the Joe Budden podcast on my TV all the time, and I watch that. So same thing with like the knuckleheads and all that. It's always on my TV. I watch it. Oh, I'm a listening to it because I'm still going for okay. walks. I got you. Know, you. Like I got I'll you. go for like an hour long walk. Got to bring the little packs with me, you know, now that we're working from home. Um, So uh, listening to podcasts, you mentioned the rewatchables. That is a a must listen to for anybody who's a movie fan. And then the other one that, like, I won't go a week without is Jesus and Mero. (laughs) <laughs> yes there's, uh, there's... For, for people who don't know before we get to Jesus and Meryl though because another recommendation here for people who don't know what the rewatchables is it's a thing on the ringer and what they do is they take an old movie and they just break it down and they'll obviously they've rewatched the movie but then they break it down and talk about the rewatchable scenes and talk about like what made this movie so good or so bad or what made this movie rewatchable essentially yeah. that's the premise of it but they pick <laughs> not always like the most like famous or popular movies which is so good right like and and what you should do is just open up that app if you're ever looking for something to watch just go through and be like oh if you've never seen the breakfast club or if you've mm-hmm. never seen um, what was one of the one, uh, true romance or they did do the right thing. If you've yeah. never seen any of these movies, it gives you a great reason to watch it. Like, Oh, I'm going to watch this and then exactly. listen to the podcast exactly. because you're going to see some incredible movies that they talk about. I've done that so many times now where I see like, Oh, this is on the rewatchables. I haven't seen this movie. I'm going to watch that now. I've done that yeah. so many times lately. I, know. I love that pod. I think it's really good. No, regardless of who they have on it. Like I think, fantasy chris ryan or even simmons is there or not i always think that it's good either way um but yeah really enjoy that podcast a lot i think one of the last ones i watched they did uh higher learning oh (laughs) which so good it's right up my alley i love that movie so much do you know how many times i've watched higher learning like dude i used to have hbo back in the day when i was in like elementary school and i remember that coming out on hbo and taping it and I would watch it like I thought ice like that's how I like I knew about Busta Rhymes. It seemed like before Busta Rhymes got really big, I was like, for sure. holy shit, that's a guy from higher learning. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Their rewatchables was really good. Really good. Um, but no, I interrupted you. You're talking about podcasts and Jesus and Mero. Oh, yeah. And then like, yeah, if you're looking for anything to listen to. Or, uh, like, I know you like Budden, but nobody beats Jesus and Mero. They are the two funniest. I, I, 
I got it. They're funnier than most stand-up comedians. They're yeah. so funny. I did watch how they started this season. They had Letterman on. Was Letterman on for the first se- episode of the new season? It was early yeah, on. Th- they had Letterman on. I watched that episode. It was really good. And Letterman was like bigging them up hard. Like, and you could tell they were taken aback. Like, wait, how do you even know who we are? Type thing, yeah. right? <laughs> and Letterman's like, no, no, no. He's like, I remember seeing you guys early on, and I thought okay, this is good. I like where this is. I can see where this is going and this is going to work because it's just different, right? And he was talking, and the interview was so good because he was talking about how, you know, I guess how much of a routine the show became to him, his late night show. And so when he saw them come on the scene, he was like, ah, this is going to work. Like it was just refreshing and different and didn't go by the same rules as every other late night show. And it was a really cool yeah. vibe to see that because you wouldn't have like if you just thought and someone said, "Hey, David Letterman's on Jesus and Mero," like you kind of would have been like, "Oh, that's interesting. I wonder how that's gonna go." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But it was really dope. I mean, their old uh, late night show where they were in front of the bear with the, the uh, one, yeah, was. I mean, that was unmissable TV. They were so True. good. I they were so, so good. good. Question to you: Do you like the new show? I like the old show better. I don't think oh, that the new show. Yeah, I like good. the old show better. I just don't think like the skits. Like I just want to see them talk shit and then interview somebody. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's and then when you have the podcast, they don't even interview anybody. They just talk shit for like oh, an hour. Oh, sorry. And a... I completely messed this whole thing up. I'm talking about the show, and you were talking about just their podcast. Just their podcast. Ah, the B- I'm Bodega with you. Boys. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, the Bodega Boys podcast, where it all Dude, began. I'm. I, I listen to that shit, and I am crying, laughing. <laughs> like, they say some stuff on there that, like, I, oh, my, it's so good. If you like to laugh, honestly, there, yeah. there's very few people out there that are funnier right now than Jesus and Mero. I will say, man, a lot of things, too, because um, a lot of the things that I watch, I I'm always trying to like learn and obviously apply to things that I'm trying to do and all that. And it was really cool to me because one of the things early on from watching their careers, but also same thing with Joe Budden, just seeing the different ways that people listen to your shit. Yeah. So when they started filming their podcast, the Bodega Boys podcast, it was super dope. Like how it shot in that Milk Studios. Yeah. It shot super cool. And I always thought it was dope how they you know, just how much they put into their podcast. And even though they still continued to rise and like get all, you know, get the big showtime checks, they never stopped doing their podcast, which is what got them to where they are now. You know what I mean? I thought that was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And they shout out Scarborough all the time. <laughs> like what the did big, they know or, yeah. Amazing. So the big, no, the big joke is that, uh, Jesus has a second family in Scarborough. <laughs> And that's square one. And so he's always like, catch me at square one. <laughs> square one is in Mississauga. Oh, I'm sorry, Mississauga. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Not square, bro. Mississauga. Saga Mississauga. City. Someone, there, there's, some, there's some Mississauga mans that's like listening to us right now that's like super cheese. And some other yeah, Scarborough just like mans going like, off the yo, road. man, how are you going to diss STC right now, man? <laughs> STC. Yo, just Chino a quick Scarborough walk Town around ting. Scarborough Town Center. <laughs> STC. Square man, one. STC. I, I've oh, been out here incredible. out west too long. West Coast Webby, man. West Coast Webby. West Coast Webby. That's it. Hey. But, yeah, so much to talk about, Webby. And I think now that, I mean, just because I do want to talk to you more frequently and we should just film these conversations, I feel like we'll be talking a lot more regularly now. Yeah, man. If that's okay with and you. Let's, let's try and find like two or three new things. Like dig through the annals of what we have on these streaming things. Find some good exactly. shit to tell the people about and just connect, you know? Make sure everybody out exactly. there in podcast land is doing good. If you need anything from us, hit us up uh, on the For socials, sure. man. Hit us up on the socials. Send us your recommendations, what you guys are watching. Make fun of what we're watching because 
hey, I know, make fun of me for watching <laughs> the fuckery that I watch. I know. But let us know for sure. We want to open up this conversation, especially during this time where we need a laugh. We need more things to watch and put a smile on our faces. So hopefully we provided a little bit of an escape for you guys, even if it was just for a little bit. But again, as Webby said, man, continue and hit us up on the socials in between. And we'll talk shit to you in between for sure on Twitter. If, you know, another raps, when the rap Sixers game's on, don't worry, I'll be adding Webby no. whenever that game's on. No, I won't for be, sure. will not be watching game seven. I will not be watching game seven. <laughs> or what's a game when Embiid was doing the the, the airplane selling and all that? I think that I'm was gonna, game five. I will be watching that. I'm going to rewatch that one just because it'll be so much funnier watching it to know what happens next. Because I was so mad while watching it. Oh, so uh, I remember can't... coming into work the next day doing yeah. the airplane thing. <laughs> uh, it was so, so innocent good. back then. So good. Uh, Boyby, where can the people hit you up though, man? Because we left some stuff off the table. But again, we're going to do this more a little more often. You know, We'll see what schedules are like. And we'll see how often <laughs> we can pick this up and do it. Shelly, uh, my schedule is wide open. <laughs> You know what? Me too, Webby. So uh, we'll figure some things out and we'll give more to the people. But in the meantime, between time, Webby, where can the people hit you up on the socials? Just hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. It's the same for both at AWebster84. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, all those fun things. Again, like and subscribe, set, share it with your friends. And we really mean this, guys, especially in this time. Let us know what you guys think of the pod. Give us suggestions on if there's something you guys want us to talk about, something you want us to watch and review every week. Maybe that's something we'll start. We'll take one thing from a viewer that they want us to watch, and we'll promise to watch it before we do the next podcast like our that? own little rewatchable but suggested by the fans so let's say someone yeah. says let's watch whatever blank movie we'll say okay this is what we're choosing this week and then the next time we talk because i mean maybe we could do this more than once a week but we'll talk about that yeah. later but we'll figure that out and we'll just figure stuff out to watch i like that i like that idea yeah that we sounds that. real good so give us some give us some good uh give us some uh, good recommendation. And don't just be like, hey, watch The Office. <laughs> yeah, no, we something that's a little off the beaten track, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. But again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Really hope you enjoyed this time. For my guy, Andrew Webster, I'm Sheldon Alexander. And of course, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the On Blast podcast. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time. See ya. Peace. Boom, blast.